today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing, uh, and also a vacuum man uh, who sponsors this program every week, uh, is back with us again. I, and th- this is the week after your birthday week, and I assume that you're, you're, have you come down from your high yet? Well, I have. Yeah, I got 51 more weeks to go. Uh, as I was uh, talking to the producer of Leisure earlier, I was like, you know what, My, it, it's like the week has ended. I've now come down. I feel like I'm, I'm back to reality here, Bill. And uh, But I, I want everyone to know that it was a absolutely phenomenal week and you know my wife michelle just she just makes every day wonderful but my birthday week is just fantastic and everybody knows no matter where i go i got like signage i got big foam hats i got the big rubber fingers you know it's just everyone's not not even guessing whether or not it's my birthday or not it's a very well-known thing so but thank you i appreciate that and, and you know, if you ever want to know what to get at him, uh, gimmicks. I mean, that's what the guy loves. You know, tech stuff. That's 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 the strong suit. I want I want to talk about something really serious though uh, to start off the show. And you and I've had this discussion many times. Uh, and that's the uh, you know we love the internet, we love social media, we love uh, Google and, and Facebook and everything else. Uh, but it's had an impact on mainstream media, radio, television, newspapers. Uh, you know, the decline in the number of of outlets uh, is basically because of the decline in revenue. Because a lot of people that used to advertise exclusively on those forums are now going to social media or, or you know dividing it up whatever the case might be uh, and there's been a lot of pressure by those media outlets on governments the Canadian government the US government and others uh, to say look at there's got to be some sharesies here there's got to be some equilibrium and and I know Google and and others and Facebook specifically uh, have been involved in those discussions what's the latest on that well, Google finally came out with it, and you and I spoke about this a few months back, that Google was going to take a step forward and support journalism in countries, not just Canada, the U.S., and they had made announcements in Australia, the U.K., U.S., yeah. that, you know, uh, the journalistic uh, reporting, the articles that are being shared through Google and also through Facebook, for that matter, through social media. Now, again, this is only, this announcement is specifically about Google, is that they've announced that $1 billion is officially going to be uh, submitted uh, to help uh, mainstream media sources uh, financially with regards to offsetting their costs. So, and truthfully, Bill, you know, like um, all these social media has exploded in such a short period of time, but a lot of resources or people are going to social media and, you know, and, and listening or looking up articles on 900CHML directly in uh, Facebook. So whether it's your podcast or whether it's a, an article or a news story from Paul Tipple making a comment on, that information is being shared through social media. So people are using those resources to get that. And that's where Google and Facebook have been making trillions of dollars off of reporters and journalistic research. These aren't, as you know, fake media, as as Trump likes to use. This is people doing proper research, proper reporting. So uh, Google stepped up, and this is very, very significant, Bill, and I'll tell you why, is they did this without the government having to come in, the CRTC saying, this is what you have to pay. So why that's interesting is the fact that Google's put an effort in, not how much, they're going to give the Canadian uh, broadcasters and, and, and news sources. But the fact that they are going to give a portion of $1 billion out, um, Facebook has yet to come to the table uh, and other social medias, but it does look like they've set the path. This is going to be difficult for the CRTC to say, well, we need to regulate this when they're taking a proactive approach to it. So it's, it's going to, you know, how do you rattle it a little bit when you say, well, we need regulations while well, they're already supporting it. That's going to be the interesting side when this is all said and done, Bill. 
And I know consumers may not understand all of this, but you're, you're impacted by this as consumers. Everybody is going to be. Uh, and that was the argument. And it's one thing to, to t- have a discussion about advertising revenue. And, and the argument that they're, they're always going to come back is, look, it's a free market. If they want to advertise here instead of there, too bad, so sad. You know, make yourself more uh, attractive to them. But this is content. And, and, and that was the argument that, uh, that I think a lot of the journalists and a lot of the media outlets were, were arguing. You're using our content to try to make money for yourself. It, it's not unlike right. somebody that says, hey, wait a second, Adam. I wrote that song. How come you're, you know, you're making money from it? You know, it's copyright, and that's what it came down to. And, and I'm glad that they came to the table like this. I don't know that it's enough money, but at least it's, it's, it's a good first step in, in trying to find some equity here. Absolutely. The fact that they've established the foundation of we do need to do this, you know, the next one behind this, which, in my opinion, has probably benefited the most from copying articles and news articles and making money off of it is Facebook. Um, so they're the next one that I would I would see would need to really step up and try to do uh, an investment in it. Rumor has it that Apple is going to be putting more uh, in the same degree in revenue to the uh, country's resources and media. That's the next one that will follow. So Facebook is going to be under a lot of pressure that they're going to need to start coughing up some money um, to help standard uh, medias with the journalistic cost of operating. Well, or, you know, things are going to get ugly. I mean, and, and some places have done that. I mean, media outlets have certainly done that to try to, to, to get some of the revenue back, of course. You know, they put, they put up paywalls on, on a lot of the stuff and simply say, you can't get this content. Uh, because in the past, of course, they say, I don't need to buy a subscription to that newspaper. I can just get it all online. What's the big deal? So they're counteracting that. But it would be kind of nice if the social media platforms uh, played ball. And it, it would make it an awful lot easier, not just for the media outlets, but for the consumers as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it would make it much more uh, enticing because we do depend on local media. We do depend on local stories and articles that are factual, not just made up stories. As I, you know, I like to think that there's some great stories I can tell, Bill, but they're not necessarily going to be uh, a situation of of where people are going to go. Wow, that's some great news information. I got a lot of stories I could definitely tell. A birthday week would be an example of that. Not yeah. necessarily that's actually news enticing, but it is interesting and entertaining to say the least. All right, we have a marriage announcement to make on the program, of course, today. Facebook Messenger and Instagram have uh, tied the knot. Uh, but you're not really crazy about either one of them, are you? That's right. Um, you know what? And the thing is about this is i got to say this very clearly. If you are using, and I'm going to say this slow because I'm a fast talker, if you're <laughs> using Facebook Messenger or Instagram as a way to talk to your friends or for business, you need to stop. I'm going to say that again. If you're using Facebook Messenger or Instagram to chat and communicate, you need to stop now. And I'll tell you, this merger, which Facebook made the announcement back in the F8, uh, their big uh, uh, hoopla that they announced all their big things, um, they did indicate that Facebook was going to bring uh, Messenger, Instagram, and WhatsApp into an environment that will be now synonymous so you don't have to open up several programs. This is the reason why I say you need to stop is Facebook's communication, direct messaging, when you're speaking to anyone about whatever it is you want to talk about, it comes with a price. Uh, we hear about TikTok. We hear about what the Trump administration is doing to TikTok. They're worried about the data. They're worried about the content. Facebook specifically, and it's right in their terms and conditions, Bill. This isn't Adam being a conspiracy theory or speaking about a show on Netflix. It's right in their privacy policy. 
that it states communication directly using their services of Messenger and Instagram can be used for the purpose of advertising. They are using the data, the content, the shared images. All of it is being used to source exactly what we just talked about earlier, just a few minutes ago, for their purpose of advertising. So if you're sharing, I don't know, uh, not you should be sharing, uh, you know, company state secrets um, or using Messenger to communicate these things, everything is being tracked. Everything is being measured. So, yes, the announcement of the marriage of Messenger and Instagram coming together and, oh, look, I can now chat in one program versus two. All you, all they're doing is making it easy for their data collection. So, again, stop using it. End of story. All right. And uh, there are some bad players, of course, that, uh, that troll around social media, which is why we always do the hack of the week. Uh, and it's a big one this week. Yeah, this one's a big, big one. Uh, Medicis, which is out in British Columbia, which is a massive medical association, had 60,000 clients compromised. Hack of the Week goes to these groups in the Medicare operation, did make the announcement that all that was taken was names, um, their uh, health care numbers, um, I mean, just small stuff, Bill, not big things. Um, so it w- had no credit cards or otherwise. That's almost worth gold in countries where you can get a, a medical care information or a health card number. So anyway, compromise was names and, and information of their health care, 60,000 patients. And again, this is something we're going to be seeing so much more of. Um, you know, uh, talking about that, uh, the university uh, has now announced there's a, a website of you, Bill, of all people, want to learn how to hack. Speaking of hack of the week, <laughs> there's now, it's called Hacktown, okay? Hacktown is available online. Online, it's a hacker university. They're charging $125 US, and if you're sitting at home and you're in quarantine and you're going, geez, I need to learn a new skill, well, you can now <laughs> learn easily cybercrime. I can't get over how this is so easily available. It's a dark web teaching you, get this, how to hack enterprises, how to hack hospitals, and Hacktown comes according to the website. You ready for this? This is directly off the website. The knowledge and skills you need to hack an individual or a company successfully. Tips on how to utilize Wi-Fi, stolen credit cards, and how to properly hack a router in your local neighborhood. This is available. $125, Bill. It doesn't cost a lot to become a hacker. Which begs the question, people always ask, you know, when we hear some of these things like what happened with TELUS and other places like that, uh, who's doing it? It could be anybody. Uh, you know, it could, it could we always think of, Yeah, we always think of these it's people, you know, hard. somebody's basement in Moscow or, in, you know, in, in Peking, someplace like that, Beijing. But the reality is it, it's it's out there. And, and on the dark web, as you've told us, you can learn just about anything. That's pretty scary. For $125, I guess I you can now learn how to hack a hospital or any other uh, medical facility that's out there. Speaking of which, by the way, there's a major U.S. hospital, another story this week that uh, was a victim of a ransomware attack. Yeah, the difference, yeah, and when we talk about hacking, and there's two, I always get, actually, when I talk about this, they're like, what's the difference of hack of the week? You know, they're giving information and, and ransomware. Here's the key. Uh, when they're when they get hacked and they're loading information about your content, your personal details, that's uh, when we talk about a hack of the week. In this case, a U.S. hospital chain, a very large one, had all of its medical files encrypted and locked down. Um, the files were not released to the dark web, and a fee was paid uh, through ransomware. So what they did was they locked all the medical files 
uh, names, addresses, medical history, um, and some of some very prominent celebrities and, and politicians. Um, so they paid the ransomware. They didn't disclose how much was paid. However, they did indicate that all the files are now uh, capable and, and now being released. But the re- this is going to be uh, Hack of the Week and Ransomware of the Week is going to be two features it looks like we'll be talking about quite a bit every week here, Bill. So it's not it's a typical thing we have to look at when it comes to technology. And I think for the for the most part, people need to just better protect themselves, make sure they change their password on a regular basis. That's the key thing here. Uh, the Prime Minister was, of course, uh, on the area the other day talking about uh, the, the fact that they just bought a whole lot of tests. So testing gonna, for COVID-19 is going to improve significantly over the next uh, year or so. Uh, but he also encouraged, as he does just about every time he talks about th- what they're doing with COVID, uh, people to download uh, the, uh, the COVID app that they developed some months ago. Now, I understand the numbers I saw, Adam, on this. About 2.5 million uh, people have already used this or are downloading it. But an awful lot of people I talked to says, I don't think so. And there's a lot of apprehension there. Uh, in fact, many people, that download, by the way, does not indicate those that have removed it, Bill. So, yeah. again, yes, 2.5 million have downloaded it. Um, and, again, when we talk about these numbers, this is, you know, when you download, that number's triggered. When you delete it, <laughs> it doesn't register that it's been removed, right? So, uh, between Ontario all the way to the East Coast, 17 million, and that doesn't include the West Coast. And the reason why I said Ontario to the East Coast is because right now part of the issue is Manitoba, Alberta, BC, each of them run their own provincial version of the app. So there's now we, you know, if you're in the West Coast, you probably uh, had other options. So only 2.5 million have downloaded it between Ontario to the East Coast, um, 17 million capable. And I think the reality is when you take a look at why, and I, and I was understanding the reason why, we don't trust the government. Um, you know, we don't trust that the data, the privacy, we just, you and I just talked about three stories uh, three minutes ago about who got hacked and what they're doing with it. Well, do we really want this? Has it, has it been tested? Um, is it trustworthy? And a lot of Canadians do not trust putting a, an app on, a, on their phones endorsed by the government, even though it's for our best uh, interest. Well, and listen, we're, you know, we've been once bitten, twice shy in situations like this because we know how easily it is to access some of this data. I mean, you the story that we covered a couple of weeks ago here about uh, uh, police accessing some of the health information from public health to do with COVID. And uh, I'm not suggesting they had any nefarious intentions of doing it, but a lot of people have said, wait a second, I didn't mean for you to see that. It was for my doctor to see. Uh, and and right. the, the same concern is being levied here about this app, is that who's going to see this and what are they going to use this information for? You know, it looks innocent enough. If You know, just follow these few simple questions and you'll get an idea about you know, how to deal with COVID. Uh, and, and I'm not suggesting that anybody's going to look into it, but it's another database that people are going to simply say, I don't think I want to be part of that. Absolutely. And I think right now, I mean, if you ask me, Adam, you know, I get a lot of questions. Are you using the app? No, I don't. And the reason is, is I... I, as a tech guy, I still haven't given a full understanding of how it works and where the information stored or the data that is being utilized is really to an advantage to helping us stay safe. All right, I got to ask you. We only got a couple of minutes left here, but I got to get into this uh, with your tech expertise. Uh, the House of Commons is back to work, and they had their first virtual vote. Uh, on a, a very important topic, of course, to talk about COVID relief and packages of this. But anybody who watched this, I mean, uh, you're tech savvy. Uh, there are 338 members of parliament. Uh, I'd say about five of them are tech savvy. You, you watch this unfold. What was your reaction to the, I mean, people were, you know, they were, they were barking dogs. They were signing off. They were voting and talking over each other. It was a, a, what a bizarre scene. It had to have been the most 
awesome comedic show I've ever seen in my entire life that you could imagine watching a Canadian politician vote ever happen. I, I actually was in tears, Bill. I mean, I, as you know, and I also love tech. And I'm watching this, and it was like trying to explain to your grandmother how to turn on the computer. There were so <laughs> many scenarios of what was going on. It was, it, it was almost... Uh, we should have had mediators, mediators, Bob and Doug McKenzie, because it reminded me of almost like a scene out of Canadian Corner uh, where Bob and Doug McKenzie could have did uh, a, a very good uh, uh, analogy of what was going on. Because it's like, hey, turning your mic on, hey, hey no, to quit putting your nose in the mic. There was people in freeze frame. Uh, there was people that were, you're right, you heard dogs in the background. Uh, I heard a lawnmower during one of the votes. Somebody had their window open, the lawnmower's in the background. Uh, one place, the person was in freeze frame, so they had that weird look on their face, like their mouth was open, like they wanted to say something. And it was just, it was a comedy of errors. And I mean, only in Canada could that look like it was going to be uh, uh, entertaining to watch a vote, a very simple vote of I, I, nay, nay. And all of a sudden it turned into one of these moments of 300 uh, technical challenges. And it's, it's a speech or a, a, a comment to the fact that even our members of parliament don't have the latest in hardware, software, and internet connection. And how can we expect the rest of the country to be able to integrate into this new technology when we can't even get our politicians to use it? Which should have taken 15 minutes. Was I think it was almost three hours, I think. Yeah, three it was. hours, it was, yeah. It was about that, I think, if I remember correctly. I, I gave up after about two hours because I'm like, I, okay, this is painful now. It was funny. Now, now it's just painful. I'm just, I, I, feel, I feel embarrassed like watching a, a horrible, uh, embarrassing movie happening in front of you. It's like a train wreck. I'm like, I'm done. I can't take it anymore. Probably 300 of them got on the phone right after that. Motive. I need a motive. But it's it's like it's like that old joke, you know, about you know, how do I get the Toms to stop flashing on my VCR? Uh, you know, the, the, there's there's going to have to be, I think, a, a couple of uh, situations here where these guys are going to have to go to some workshops and find out how to do things because this isn't going to change anytime soon. Uh, we're out of time. We're out of time. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank, well thank we'll pick this up again it. next week. We do this every Friday at 1135 Tech Talk, brought to you by Vacuuman. Adam Oldfield, thanks so much. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks, Bill. Take care. You too. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.